have I got a story for you. It's about a baller and a coach and probably his new favorite title, cheer dad and supportive husband. But first, who doesn't love support? I'm going to tell you a part of your body that cannot live without it. Your feet. And your favorite kicks wouldn't be supporting them without today's sponsor, shoelaces. Velcro? What are you, like two? Slides? Sure, as long as you're not trying to run if the need arises. Flip-flops? God, I mean, have you read any orthopedic reviews lately? Come on, America. One thing we can agree upon is we are all bipeds. Let's take care of those feet by lacing up our sneaks. You know you like it tight. It's a parachute for your comfort. Who knows the next time you'll be expected to sprint or jump. And you, I'm sure you want to be prepared. When you land, do you really want to experience the discomfort that comes with loose shoes? No. Very sell shoes with sizes for a reason because fit matters and what keeps that fit tight you got it right shoelaces go ahead sing that song over under around and through maybe that wasn't the exact song you learned to tie those laces with but regardless of the song that you learned it from aren't you glad that you learned how to tie them up, and that you have them on every pair. Shoelaces, today's sponsor. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You pod. Please keep following, friending, subscribing. It's been an awesome experience getting to know the fine folks that I already have, and we are hoping to get to know you. Message us if you're interested in being on the pod. We can't wait to hear your story. And now, getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart More enough. Precisely. And doggone it. Cup of tea. On today's show, we are getting to know Matt. Or I guess I should actually say Coach Matt, because I'm not quite sure how to say your last name, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's uh, pronounced Pew, just like the church Pew. Got you. Coach Pugh, um, thanks for coming on, Coach. Yeah, man, no problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Um, so do you coach so much now where it's just a given that everyone says Coach Pugh or Coach Matt, or do people actually call you by your like government name without the coach? Most most people do throw the coach in, in, in there just because that's what I've done ever since I've, you know, gotten out of gotten out of college. So um, yeah, most people throw the the coach in front of the name, or just just the coach. <laughs> yeah, right. I know it's it, it. Coach can literally be just like a kid saying mom or dad. They expect you to know you're the one they're oh, talking about. Yeah, you know. Uh huh. Hundred percent. 
Yeah. All right. So um, I'm kind of just randomly asking people um, through social media and whatnot to uh, share their story. So I think I got a hold of you through Twitter and I had asked you to share your story. You were kind enough to um, reply and uh, take some time out of your day to do so. So let's get to it. What is your story? So um, to, to kind of to, for starters, um, and, and, and I don't know where to, what direction this will take, but um, <laughs> that's the best direction yeah. to have. <laughs> I don't know what direction we'll, we'll go, but um, yeah, I was uh, born in Columbia, Missouri, um, and um, grew up there for until I was in a uh, second grade. Uh, at that time, uh, my family moved to Kansas City, and where my my stepfather was a airline mechanic. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so, um, like a lot of people, um, you know, come from a, a, a broken home, a divorced, you know, mom and dad and mom got remarried. Um, and my stepfather has, you know, become, you know, was my father, you know, I, I still, you know, call him dad, called him dad growing up. Um, so, and, but, and I, yeah. I, what I tend to do is I guess cut people off mid sentence when I just get a question no, and I feel I like it. it can come across as kind of rude. Um, and if I no, get, and if I get too, um, or personal or something you don't want to share, you can feel free to say, you know, sorry, man, or next question, whatever. Uh, but I'm interested in middle of the country, um, broken home. I'm on the East coast broken home again. And I feel like uh -huh. city and more urban, is it, do you take it as maybe way more accepted, way more easy for people to split versus Midwest? Or you think that's just an American thing where 50% of marriages end in divorce? I really do, um, and and it's 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 sad to a degree that it's almost become a a norm, um, yeah. but uh, but it that you know it, it it just is, and that's the reality of it. Um, and and a lot of people, uh, a lot of you know, a lot of kids, and, and a lot of people ha have to go through that, and um, every everybody's experience with it is different. I think. Um, some are some are are much better than others, obviously, for numerous reasons. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that there's any any real big difference um, in terms of geographic location. Um, well, when, and I guess I was just thinking Bible Belt kind of a thing. Um, you think more wholesome right. in the center of the country, but then my mind kind of went to like I really wonder, um, like this contentious, heated, nasty marriage versus divorce, like staying together just because you're expected to stay together. Better for right. kid, worse for kid kind of a thing. And I guess that's where my mind was going with the, um, I've never really spoken to many people from the center of the country. So I was interested yeah. on that perspective. Yeah, no, I, I do think that, um, like, for instance, um, I've, you know, in, in my professional career, um, as I've gotten, you know, um, as I've kind of, hopped around as most coaches do um yeah you're you know, like I've, ambulance I've, chasing lawyers man right coaches. yeah <laughs> and, and like and so um i've i've spent my fair share of my you know professional career in in smaller communities and in smaller towns and i do think that it is slightly different um when you get into that piece of it um in terms of divorce and broken homes and, and that type of stuff um just because everybody knows everybody and everybody knows everybody's dirt everybody knows everybody's business and 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 and, and i do think that there's a tendency for it to get a little nastier 
um, at times, um, and there's a lot of a lot more finger pointing and opinions that people have to have to deal with, and you have to confront those uh, opinions of other point. people. Um, just because you grew up with all these people in your community and every single person in your, in your high school. And for that matter, in your entire school, you know, I've, I've coached at a couple of places where it's, where K through 12 is in the same building. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You you, can't hide in in the population. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and so you have to confront those opinions. Whereas when you're in a, you know, and, and I'm not saying that, that people that are in more urban areas are, um, don't have to deal with it, but they may not have to deal with it on the scale. Oh yeah, that. for sure. Like grocery store, just worried about right. Yeah, yeah. You go to Walmart salon, and like, like one hundred percent. Yeah, and everybody knows you. Everybody knows like that your you know marriage is on the rocks, or you're having you know you guys are having a tough time, or what what you know what have you. But um, yeah, but so I mean to that point, I, I think there are some differences in in that regard. Um, but all in all, it's still at the end of the day. Um, and, and especially when kids are involved, you know, there's, there's challenges and there's, and there's, there's different components to all of that. Everybody's, like I said, everybody's situation is different, whether it's a, you know, some people, they just, you know, grow apart for whatever reason, you know, they, maybe they have different, you know, as they, as they get into different chapters of your life, I, I think that, that, um, goals change and, and, and what you want changes to a degree and right. what you thought you wanted now is not what yeah, you, you, you understand is not what you truly wanted. Right. And so, yeah. And, and so there's a, there's a lot of give and take. And, and, and so I think that, uh, that, yeah, I, and as a child, you know, as, as, as a kid, I didn't, my parents did a really good job of, of kind of sheltering me out of, what exactly was going on, you know, to where I didn't have to, it wasn't in my face every day and I didn't have to see it. It wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't have a situation where there was, a, there, you know, there wasn't any abuse or things of that nature, um, that, that, that went on with, with mine and my sister's experience. And so, yeah. Um, but obviously I, I think there's a lot of things that, that happen, um, positively, uh, because of that, you know, I, I think that there's some things that, that, I have in, you know, that, that, that are just a part of me, you know, that, um, that are positive traits that I've developed because of that situation, I think. Like mistrust, like a feeling of abandonment all the time. Yeah. You know, there's, (laughs) yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely some of that stuff that's not positive. Yeah. I was just being a facetious jerk since I've known you for all the 10 minutes. No, 100%. No. I was wondering, like, so what would you call, like, the resiliency? Um, Like, almost like an independence? Uh, Yeah. I think that there's, yeah, I think there's a level of that. I think um, that's something that that I've always viewed as a a positive thing that that, that came of it. Um, There's a double-edged sword that that still, that, like, for me, I fight um, a little bit, which is, which is, like being overly consumed with wanting what you do to be revered as one of the best or, um, you you know, um, and so that's a double edged thing that sometimes even to this day, you know, at times I have to figure out 
balance. I, 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 I don't, I don't like to word the, to use the word balance because I think that's thrown around a lot, you know, like this, the whole concept of work-life balance and things like that. But, um, you know, something that, that I think has, has gotten me to a point where I do feel like I've, I've, I've done some things and, and my, 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 the coaching side of it, um, has made me successful, um, in that, in that realm has come from the, that success I think has, has been a, a product and a result of my, a, my, just, my just grind and continuing to, you know, get, get consumed with whatever it is that I'm doing to master it. Um, well, that's and, interesting. And, Cause I, I think a lot of kids, I bet a lot of kids when they're going through that, I think human nature as a child would be to throw yourself into stuff to almost distract yourself because it's so hard for kids to deal with emotion and process right. them on any kind of um, cognitive level. They just feel this feeling and they want to cry or they want to throw something or they want to kick something, want to run away. They want to be quiet, but it's hard for them to express it. So they'll just go all in on where their happiness. X, right. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I, th- I think it did. Um, it did help me develop a passion, you know, for basketball, you know, because that was at that time, you know, growing up, the, you know, from those those formative years of when I was, you know, say second grade to, you know, junior high, eighth grade ish, um, you know, like I de- that was my psychologist a little bit, you know, <laughs> was 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 the ball and you know whether it was you know the the park, my you know my backyard, um, the neighbor's driveway, you know whatever that was. That was that was my 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 version of you know um, counseling to a degree. Were you um were you like an angry player, a show off people player, like a calm quiet player, like wicked intense? No, always got I was win? right. Well, I was it, you know, I was really um I was I was I was very um I was not a very confident player. Um, Growing up, I was always super small for my age. Um, growing up, I was one of those late bloomer kids, um, and I do think that um, the the one thing that helped me with that was you know, um, the group of people that I my circle growing up. Um, whenever we moved to Kansas City, um, you know, uh, my best friend, you know, that, that I grew up with, like exact opposite um other than other than basketball we, we we had that in common and that was kind of the first thing that kind of connected us but but exact opposite of me um ultra confident you know um at some points you know probably probably a lot of people you know probably misread him as arrogant yeah you know? the whole arrogant. Um, it's funny because men they're, they're literally like you want kids to be confident, but you can't be arrogant. And it's like, well, I, I almost think where's that, they just, where's that media? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if there is a line between, is it how you respond when people say you're arrogant or like, dude, quit being a jerk. Do you just apologize and say, sorry. And it's like, Oh, so it was confidence all along. Like I, they're, they're the same trait. I think it's just how people probably deals with people security in themselves, whether they're like, yeah, that dude's just falling or he's being I a jerk. So, Cause yeah. he can do better than me, you know? Right. Right. And so, you know, um, and, and, and so my relationship with him and his brothers, um, 
we all grew up together and, and, and I'm still very, very close with them. Um, and, uh, but that was a huge piece for me and my ability to develop, you know, some self-confidence, um, you know, and, and, and that ended up being a, a huge, a huge thing moving forward, kind of going into high school. How so? Um, you know, and as I, as I got to be like, you know, freshman, I was still, you know, for, at that point you move from, you know, middle school into, into the high school. Now you're, you know, the low man on the totem pole again, so to speak. And again, I was like super small. So I had to be like extremely, um, and growing up with those guys, like those three brothers, like they were all like so much bigger than I was like physically they were they were you know always kind of in the in the upper levels of their you know of of their classes and things like that and so for me to even for me to even just like compete or be competitive not even be good um whenever I was playing with those guys you know I, I had to be like extremely scrappy and like fight and claw and I I think that developed a level of grit um that has paid off for me in numerous areas of my life. You know, I, I would probably say almost all areas of my life. So, you know, um, as I got more comfortable with, with that, um, the basketball court became a place where I could almost be a different dude, you know? <laughs> yeah. well, so who is your guy? Were you a Woj, Wojciechowski guy growing up? Or who was the baller that you were like, oh, that's who I want to be? Um, a lot of guys, to be honest. Um, obviously, you know, I was, you know, I'm, I'm just turned 41 um, in February, and so, like, so I was a big Jordan guy, you know, like oh, okay. Jordan was the guy, you know, growing up for us. Um, but, but yeah, I, I really, you know, found myself, and at that point, I, I didn't know that I was studying. But when, when I look back on it, you know, like, yeah, I was studying, you know, I, I was, I was studying those guys and their body language and yeah. their mannerisms and not just their games, so to speak. But, um, I paid attention to all that stuff because I knew that like, those were, those were traits and those were things that I knew separated them right. and that were respected by, you know, other people and things that, and, and traits that, that, that made them great. And I think that part of everybody's journey is figuring out, okay, how do you still stay true to yourself and be you, but yet at the same time be able to sprinkle in some things that are that are consistent across the board with winners? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, there there definitely are formulas to winning. There's not a lot of room for variables. There's a lot of different ways to uh-huh. be a winner, but there's just some basic yeah. traits that you got to copy. You know? Right, right. Um, so, can you could you imagine when you said studying? I, I went to this, and I, um, man, shoot, how old am I? I think I'm turning 39 this summer, so we're same age bracket. Could yeah. you imagine if you were 11 or 12, bored with the coronavirus, having nowhere to go, and you had YouTube videos to watch dudes break down moves that you could then go to your driveway and do? Like that just wasn't there for oh, us. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't at all. I can't it wasn't. imagine how much more advanced just our generation of guys would be who didn't like, and I couldn't go to camps or whatever. And I was a pretty bad basketball player, but it's like, I think I'd actually have been decent had I had exposure 
camp style just on a screen. Right. You know, and, uh, and I, I think that, you know, I've got a, I've got a 13 year old and a 10 year old, you know, both, both girls and, you know, our, our 13 year old plays basketball and does, uh, you know, plays golf and does competitive. She, she's on a, a very successful competitive, you know, cheer team um, that my, that is part of my, my wife runs a competitive, you know, cheer program with four, four competitive teams and all, all kinds of God stuff. God so, bless you. That, dude, I've heard that cheerleading stuff can go nuts. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, man. It's, it is, uh, yeah, the whole, the whole cheer mom thing. Like, yeah, that, 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 that's a for real thing. Like, oh, okay. like, like, like that, yeah, that's a for real thing. And they're all, you know, they're all struggling. And, and right now, especially with all the, the, everything being shut down and like, oh, you know, yeah. comp- competitions are, are, are done, you know, they've right. canceled numerous things of those. And so these girls are, you know, it's unlike, un- unlike most, most things where, you know, basketball has, you know, 30 games or, you know, football has 15, 14, 16 games, you know, um, these girls train all year long for maybe, four or five events that's it and those those <laughs> events are those events are you're on the mat for two minutes i was about better, to ask how long it's you better Jesus. you better like you better kill those two minutes because like it and and then you throw in the whole it's so subjective you know like one judge thinks this is this and the next judge sitting right next to that one is thinks it's that you know and so um yeah so where so, does the anger go from the parents side do they blame judges or do they blame coaches because like I feel in basketball, coach typically takes most of the blame. The refs, oh, all, everyone hates refs, you know, but it's everyone. usually always yeah. the coach. Right. I'm interested when right. you have that subjectiveness for the outcome. Where do most parents' anger go when stuff doesn't go their way? When when it's at competition, yeah, then it's it, it, it's always it's always judges one because they have the final say. Like that's the reason we got this score is because you know, this panel of judges, you know, said this, 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 um, there's no second guessing like, Oh, should have played this song. Oh, should have put Doreen on top. No, instead of yeah, Lucille. No, that, yeah. Yeah. No, that's never it. The other thing it goes to is it gets a little, um, catty at times amongst parents from time to time in terms of like, Oh, well, did you see if so-and-so would have hit their stunt? then we would have, you know, then we wouldn't have got, you know, that's the reason we got this score was because that stunt group stunt fell and it was so-and-so's fault because of the stunt fell. Da, and, da, da, and then and they want to show you the film that they recorded the and film break it and down. They recorded <laughs> and like, it was, look at her knees. Yeah. Her back's not right, straight enough. Right. It was, it was, it was Susan's fault, you know, because she didn't, you know, she did, was there late or whatever, you know, and there's a hundred thousand things that go on. But, oh, um, so that's, but my, well, no, my I, wife is pretty, they they do a really good job um they have a really really close group um and 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 all of their all their teams you know the parents from for the most part like they don't deal with tons and tons of drama um so she does a really good job at at developing relationships you know on the front end of all of that so yeah how much like sleepover dialogues yeah like sleepover camaraderie is that a huge deal to make sure the girls are into each other um, or they just kind of show up like, hey, you yeah, yeah. No, I mean, not as much as you would think. I mean, they, they, they are, you know, 
pro- closer, I, I, I think, than, than, than some other activities or, or sports just because they're, they're with each other the entire year. Okay. You know, whereas I think, um, you know, I know like for, for, for my, in my instance, like the, the places that I've been and, and, and most places, I think when you're talking about athletes at that, you know, you, most of the time you have multi-sport athletes. Um, when yeah. you're like at the high school level, like most kids, if they play basketball, they're probably also going to play either baseball or golf or football in the fall or soccer or something. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, athletes and athlete, man. Right, right. <laughs> Whereas these girls are, you know, same team since they were like, you know, pretty, pretty much the same girls. Like, you know, and there's always, you know, a give and take, but the, but the core group of, you know, this, a team of 20, let's say, you know, 20 girls, I would say 15 of them, you know, are constant and have been with each other since they were like eight. Oh, my God. You, know, you started seven. at eight. How how in the world does this is your wife a cheerleader or is that something you always she wanted to a, be <laughs> like? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, she was a, she was a. She was a high school um, all American, and then went to college, and that's where we met. and And uh, she was a college cheerleader, and our the, the the program at the school that we went to was very very successful. Um, went and did the whole national thing that you see on ESPN all the time, and so um, yeah, so she competed at a really really high level. So that's you know um, that, that that that's her passion, and uh, that's this has been you know kind of her dream to own a gym and over the last couple years that's that that that's happened you know she's done some things where she's worked um in some different you know capacities she worked for a a, uh she worked for a dance company for a while um did some of that stuff and she you know she she, she was a teacher for for several years um public education is public education and she was like i cannot live inside of public education any longer so (laughs) i have got to get out and figure this thing out and that's what she did and i respect her on a high high level for being able to step away from something that's safe um yeah man dude where you know you're going to have you know this is what i'm gonna get right regardless of my results regardless of (laughs) yeah regardless of, of what happens like job security people are still gonna always have kids like yeah. all those things and, and and to 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 step out on a limb like it's something that i wish i could do you know i, I wish i had that innate ability um like she did but um should have been a cheerleader man you would have got it maybe maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> you gotta have guts dude for those backflips right. and triple tumble and like just trust in people when I mean, dude, some of those things, you're like 40 feet in the air flipping and twirling and depending yeah, on what, no. two, three people to grab you? That, stuff that those, like, yeah. That's risky, like, man. Like the stuff that they do at the ages that they do them is is always mind-blowing um, for for me. And, and I, like I said, I've, I've been there, you know, for ever since, you know, we were in college. You know, I've, I've, I've been there and seen it. And I still, when I go see them at a competition, I'm just like, wow. That's impressive. <laughs> I was I was about to ask, what kind of um cheer dad are you? Are are you like the intense screamer? Do you go nuts no. at the end when they nail it? Or are you more calm because you don't want to no. make a scene? Yeah, no, I'm 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 way more, I'm a lot more calm. Um, and probably because I'm the other way in my own stuff. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, right. My Makes own sense. stuff. Yeah, my own stuff. I'm super. Yeah, you know, some people would would say probably. Some people would say I'm over the top, maybe. Um, but, um, but yeah, extremely passionate, like extremely vocal. Um, you know, how nervous are you for them? Um, I, I, I don't get as nervous as I, as I did when, when, when my wife first started it. Um, just because now I've, it, you know, it's just like anything else. You've, you've been there for so long and you've seen it so many times and, you, and, 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 and you know, their level of preparation is what it, you know, is what it is. So you know, that they're prepared. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoy being in those moments. I really enjoy just being dad, to be honest with yeah, you I bet. and not, and not having to run my own thing and not having to be in charge of a, 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 an entire group of, of individuals um, for two minutes where everything is hanging in the balance for 120 seconds. Right. It's got to be great. And we got to make sure everybody's in the right spot. We got to make sure that we're warmed up right and, and make sure that everybody's got their uniform and their shoes and they're this and they're that. And it's just, a, you know, a- and then heaven forbid somebody gets sick or heaven forbid you have an injury the week before well now that means i've got to totally revamp maybe this whole stunt sequence because we don't have that girl that's supposed to be in this spot now so somebody yeah, else has got to figure good. that spot out and learn it in a matter of a day um so there's a lot there's a lot right. of stress that goes into it but for me i just i really it's the one time that i get to see um i get to see my wife do her thing you know, because okay. so much of what they do is behind the scenes and right. behind closed doors inside their gyms. And you only get to see on display five times, you know, maybe, you know, five times a year. Yeah. And whereas, whereas, you know, and so, and so I, I really get to, I really enjoy just stepping back and just kind of watching her do her thing. Um, you know, because for so many years she chased me all over the place and went from city to town to town to city. You know, just, just and this job in and this school and this, food. <laughs> right? And she's like, "All right, hey, here's game seventeen for the year. Here no we go." Doubt. You know, she, you know, you do that year after year. It's like, you know, she's she's done that for a long time for me. Um, and so I feel like this is uh, my opportunity for the for the roles to be switched a little bit. Which, which is which is good perspective for me. Yeah, for sure. It 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 is. It's um and it's funny how the culture and society has even changed where I don't know what 20 30 years ago a, a guy being like, "Nah, man, I'm going to support my wife's career." would be like, "That's not what men do." Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get you that woman, be, you know, you would like be roasted by all of your buddies yeah, and you'd friends. Yeah, you'd be whipped. Like, you just whipped, bro. Everybody. Yeah. It's, yeah, like what are you doing, yeah, you know? Um yeah, no, I totally get that. And so when I asked you about your story, did you think we would wind up down the path where you're a cheer dad? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, I've spent so much time, um, you know, most of the stuff, you know, that, 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 I, that I spend time talking about is, you know, my company and like kind of what I'm doing and, and, and things like that in the basketball world and stuff. So like to talk about somebody else is actually uh little you know it's refreshing yeah right so she owns the gym how are you guys dealing with that with corona and whatnot like it's i'm, yeah, I'm assuming it's shut on, down and it's like how do you pay those bills man 
Right. She's on, she's on daily calls, obviously, you know, they're, they're like everyone else trying to get creative. Um, you know, and she's, she's, uh, she's, she's partners and she's actually, she owns a third, um, of the company. So they went at three, three ladies, herself and two other women went in together to kind of start this, um, this gym. And so trying to, trying to coordinate the, you know, conversations with all three of those, is always a challenge, you know, figuring out, you know, because everybody has ideas and then the hard part with anything is you, you you can have great ideas but ideas without execution really sucks you yeah, know like application the, the, you, you have to be able to execute it um and to get to get three people all on board with one decision and the execution of that decision is always a challenge you know at times um but yeah just get creative um with you know, they're on weekly calls. They'll do weekly Zoom meetings um, with all their girls, like they'll have, you know, of each team. So, like, their their senior team, like, they all get on on, you know, I think they do that on Sundays. And they'll get everybody together and, you know, just give them, give them an opportunity to see each other. Like, like they're used to seeing each other all the yeah, time. Yeah, I bet. Um, and so that's a way uh, – that they've that they've come up with and just started doing um within the last week that i think has been beneficial for them and for the girls um and then uh starting to get creative right now as a matter of fact i know that she's working on um getting uh some some different things where they earn points for doing their choice of maybe, you know, they've got like a conditioning piece to it. So if you do, you know, send me video of you doing one of these three conditioning activities and you'll get this many points and this uh, flexibility component, there's a strength component. Um, and so they're, they're starting to do that. They're, they're, they're starting to, to, they've done the brainstorming. Now it's now again, and now it's time to execute it. Um, I know that she's working on that this week. Um, and I think hopefully going to be pushing that out for the girls, um, uh, over the weekend. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, just again, trying to like everybody else, trying to get creative on ways to keep them active, um, and, and continue to give them feedback and figure out how can we, how can we at, at a minimum maintain what we've done and optimally and ideally continue to try to get a little bit better in our yeah, new current norm quote-unquote norm right well yeah because it is an opportunity at the same time where a lot of people have their opportunities taken away so if you can find those opportunities you're going to advance past those who didn't yeah you know so 100%. i mean that's all um, and the challenge yeah and, and you know we it was funny because we were actually talking this morning early um you know one of her biggest frustrations lies and for me, I'm always uh, like, okay, well, let's find a solution. Like, like that's my thing. Typical and, man. Just listen. And, Typical man. And, yeah, and a lot of times <laughs> it's like I, that's not the right thing. Like they don't want to – you know, yeah. She definitely doesn't want me to have a solution for every single thing that she said right. <laughs> has a problem for. But, um, you know, I think in, in that environment where – and I start to think about like other people that have – similar things where they're it's a team it's a team environment it's not an individual environment and so very different from let's say a fitness gym where your personal trainer can give you an at-home 
workout to do right. on Monday where you used, you did yeah just you guys your body were doing weights burpees back and all that and, stuff. right yeah you're doing like this body part um, so here's your here here's Monday's workout you know um, instead of doing what we traditionally do in the gym here's a variation of it that you can do at home still maintain your results all those things well when you're in a team, when you're when you're in her position um, and you're dealing and anybody that's dealing with it's such it, it's so much about team you know when you're talking about stunt sequences and you're talking about tumbling passes and all those things like those are all that's 20 people yeah, that's person working dependent. together right to you you can't do a stunt by yourself right like you can't work on well you can it just won't be very successful <laughs> right, right. I mean, you can brain, you know, like you can do visualization and stuff like that. You can do the movement, you know, but you can't, but you can't like have two, three other girls physically putting another girl up in a set. Like that, yeah. you can't do that individually. Yeah. And so, so for her, like that, that's a big sticking point right now for them um, is how do we prepare for a possible team event that may happen? That was okay. It was supposed to happen in May, but now what happens if it happens in June, and we haven't done anything team oriented for sixty days, and now we've got ten days to get it figured out before we leave to go perform. You know what I'm saying? No, dude, that's the million dollar question. I think everybody, right? Everybody in sports is on. I mean, you hear about the NBA, NFL people always just talking about how long, how long do they need before we can get this back ready? What do we do in the meantime? Um, it's kind of funny. You made me feel like a really bad person because when I asked that question initially, I was thinking more like, how is your wife making money to keep her gym open versus how is she helping children? Right. So, no, no. Now and I feel terrible me. about myself for ta- for having that be the intent of the question. <laughs> no, believe me like that. And, and I think everybody's dealing with that a little bit. Um, even me, you know, um, right now where, you know, I, I run a, a, you know, I'm I'm a player development coach now. I'm out of the, I've I've been out of the kind of traditional coaching side of things um, for several years now, and I run my own player development company where, you know, we work with small groups and and individual players on you know a multitude of things. Yeah, you know, everybody's just reason is yeah, everybody's reason is different for doing it, but you know, I. I I feel the pressure of of there's a the, there's a line here that's very very gray where you don't want to hound feel like you're hounding people for for money at this point in time but at the same time like you are you do run a business yeah um and so being able to figure out how to navigate the relationship piece of that, the human part of that, right? as well as without just throwing your business in the trash. Yeah, that's, I mean, that that's, and it's funny, I've never owned a business. I think I did lawns when I was like 12, where I walked around the neighborhood, you know, walking up the door, right. saying, I'll cut your grass. But I do remember like if there was no grass to cut for a week because there was no rain, like, dude, that mm-hmm. affected my life. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, you're like, you learn kind of early when you do that. You're like, man, I got used to this and it can be taken away. And you right. feel for all these businesses, man, that are people dependent, mm-hmm. you're crowd dependent. 
And these right. people invest so much time, effort, energy into it, and to have it just swept away, man, right. like that. Especially service-based businesses, I think, are, and and service-based businesses for me. Again, I'm I, I haven't I haven't you know I haven't run my business forever, and I, so I'm new at it too. But service-based businesses for me are always it, it's it, it's a little harder to create. You know, when you don't have a physical product to sell, it's very very different. Yeah, when right. Do you try to get like your, subscriptions, right. or pick out videos, for like a ten dollar GoFundMe attached right. to it, donate if you appreciate right. it. Right. You know, because you know what happens if I mean, if you do, if you price everything at, you know, if you're somebody that's like, okay, hey, I'm gonna do X service, and my rate is gonna be, and if you do an hour, let's say, you know, some people do an hourly rate, which I, which I, I think is not the best or ideal way to go about it but um you know basing and pricing it off value off value based pricing is, is obviously better but um you're gonna have like the hey your kid's gonna drop 30 a game package right hey do you right. want your kid to be the role player in the corner 10 points right and a really right, good right, defender right. package because that right. one's on but clearance <laughs> yeah and it's well and, and it goes like you know starting out you know starting out you're let's say you're at Let's throw it, you know, twenty. You're twenty five dollars an hour. That's your rate. Well, after you be, you know, after you do that for a while, now it's it's you're always in everybody's mind. You're always gonna be the twenty five dollar an hour or the one hundred fifty dollar a month right. person. So then now when somebody else comes into that arena or market that is. Three hundred dollars. No way. Now, like, well, not well, unless, and, not and, unless and, you've trained like Jason Tatum or someone, and then all of or, a sudden it's like, like, wow, okay, right. you've done that, okay, right? Or, or, and and then and then then what happens when, you know, you do have an opportunity to, you know, do something special, and so, but you're always going to be that hundred twenty-five dollar a month guy. It doesn't matter to the, to the, you know, the consumer. Like you're always going to be that. You're never, you're you're never going to be the five hundred dollar a month guy because you are always, you know. So like, that the, there's that whole dynamic with the with the service based stuff and for you know for my wife and for for them like it's like trying to figure out ways to one how do we generate revenue two when do we ask for generating rent. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. do we go for the ask? Well, and that's um, the other thing too, man. Like that parents buying kids lesson is a discretionary thing. So if parents are now tightening up their belts and you lose those relationships yep. and then they move on when you're looking to get them back and they're like, nah, well we found this and it was whatever cheaper. Mm -hmm. It, my kid's clicking with that person better, the more friends. Then all of a sudden you're completely undercut. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, man. That's, Man, that was a little bit of a bummer. Let's get a little more positive. Good grief. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have gone down that road. <laughs> no, you're good. No, it's, <laughs> hey, hey, it, it, it's real. You know, yeah. Like, I mean, we, we, can, we can put our head in the sand all we want, but it's. Yeah, I mean, you got to like, deal with it, right? It's real. You do. You do. And you're going to deal with it, whether, whether you want to or not. Yeah, I think, and it's, I never thought about this, man. And I was, I was saying it to kind of be stupid, but I think there are like, minimal skills and advanced skills and play on play concepts. Like, could you imagine like, you know, you do a move and then you have a counter move to score. Then you do a counter of the counter. So, so right. what if the video is like, I don't know if you remember uh, numbers where it was like 
$4 for the first minute and 25 cents for each additional minute. So yeah, like, what, go, yeah. what if you had a video, it's like, here, learn this basic move for $2. And if you want to learn the counter, press this and it's only 75 cents more. And then the counter to the counter, press this. Like in my head, that's mm -hmm. an interesting way to train basketball dudes. Cause I, I mean, it's all over the internet, people showing drills. Um, right. And yeah, I never thought so, about that before. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, so saturated. And I actually just recently did uh, one of our local news sports guys, you know, hit me up and, and saw a post that I was doing. And, and I was just recently, like last week, started offering to um, break down kids jump shots because like right now is the perfect time for them to fix anything that they may have in terms of mechanics or form. Um, it's a great time for them to be able to fix those things because they're not able to go play for you know an AAU tournament on the weekend where they're going to play four or five games yeah, because right. because what, what happens is like wh whether they're working on tweet making a tweak or a shot change what happens is as soon as they go start playing games they revert right back to their habits oh yeah and so now all that work is just it's just lost because now they spend an entire weekend shooting it their old way because that's what they're comfortable with because that's what they've seen they've been somewhat successful with it that way yeah so you know, it's really hard to change something if you're not in that controlled environment of like boring repetition. So no doubt, you know, dude. And I don't I've, think kids get it, man. Like that ten thousand hour Malcolm Gladwell rule type thing. Right, like kids right. don't. Kids will do a yeah. drill a couple times and be like, "Oh, I'm straight." Right. And you're That's like, yeah. "You don't. No. no, no. You don't get what it actually takes to re recondition your muscle memory in any aspect of life." Like, right. That's, no. Yeah, and so like that was one of the things, you know. And so I've I've had people submitting footage of of their of their shot, and you know where I just I just give them one one thing to you know there may be a multitude of things wrong with it or yeah. things that that I see could be improved, but rather than go through a list of you know five things, you know we, I just try to lock in on one thing. What's the one thing that I'm noticing that I think would give you the most bang for your buck in terms of you know, success or improvement, put the ball in the hole. Right. And, 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 and so, yeah, so I just, you know, I, I just, I, I do a voiceover for them, um, with their footage, uh, use a little app to, to kind of, you know, point out some things, uh, and then, and then I'll send them like one drill, you know, I'll just go out in the, on the, you know, in the driveway with my daughter and like film one little drill that I think would help them with to help, you know, one little drill for a fix, yeah. you know to to that issue and so that's been really cool it's breaking the you know it's kind of broken pattern for me which i think in this time right now where it's like groundhog day every day um can be for sure <laughs> you know and so uh so so that's been good but that's one way that you know i i haven't you know i had never really you know i, I do consulting stuff and you know consulting work for for teams and players you know during the season and do a lot of film editing and breakdown of their of their game films and stuff like that but not breakdown footage of their skill work right um yeah because a lot of times i that, feel like kids that, wouldn't believe you they'd be like no nah, man my jump shot's good and then if they actually see right. themselves shoot they'll be like oh that does oh, not yeah. look like clay at all yeah, no, it's the it's the old adage like film doesn't lie. Right. You know, like you, you you can tell me your opinion, you know, but you know, one phrase that I like to use a lot is like facts over opinions. You know, right. like it's <laughs> just like I don't like you can have your opinion, that's fine, but like the 
this is fact. Like, right. <laughs> and I think a lot of a lot of a lot of coaches, you know, me included, you know, especially back when I first started, it was st- like like no this is what i believe like this is my opinion so this is why we're going to do it that way and like players like they're they don't give a crap about what you think like yeah. they they need like factual you know hardcore evidence you know and it's funny that you said that my mind went to like i don't remember when it was, it was a week or so ago like every day is the same day right now so I don't even remember what day it is right now, much less when I saw this. But February it was when 23rd. all the, <laughs> it was when all the uh, spring breakers were, you know, in in Florida. They were doing uh, yeah. this, interviews and that and those that, that interview that went viral with the guy. He's like, you know, yeah, if I get corona, I get corona. It is what it is. And then he said, like, he said, we've been planning this trip for a long time. It's been like we've been planning it for like two months. And I was right? like, oh my god. <laughs> no I was like, to when at at what point did did people start uh, start believing that two months was a long time? And I was just like, just you know, to your point about like kids are get bored like super fast. Like I think that 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 speaks to that. It's like there this generation, and it's it's not good or bad. It's just yeah, it's just different, man. The ADHD and the stimulation is so right. Like out this there. generation is like that right there was to me stuck out as a perfect example or one really good example of how they think now is like just very instant gratification oriented where two months was a long time. Like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah, but that just also means you're getting old, right? Because kids like a yeah. kid will take like a snow day and they'll be bored by 10 30 and they woke up at nine 30 and they'll be like, God, this day's lasting forever. And like 100%. when you're older, you're like, man, it's just like you start thinking of all the stuff you got to do. And you're like, there's not enough time even when we have time. Right. That might just be a kid trait too, which uh, I miss. I feel like if more adults were like long term was just two months, life would be a little more happy. <laughs> no, oh. no one would worry about the thirty year mortgage. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like you know, I tell, I tell my daughter and 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 a lot of players that I work with is like, you know, you have to. And I know this is like cliche or whatever, but like, you have to control the controllables. Like, you can't spend a bunch of time trying to control things that you cannot control right. um you, you it's it's just going to lead to a bunch of frustration um and a bu- and, and and i think we waste as a as p as humans and as a society I, I just think we waste so much time um trying to figure out how to control things that really truly aren't things that we can control anyway yeah, that's um, it leads a lot of people to anxiety, depression. You know, you feel helpless, and then Big all time. of a sudden you're like, "No, actually, you're not, man. You're just at this level. Hey, let's work. What, what's your goal? Get to that level. Cool. Here are some steps. Set a goal. Do the steps, and it gives you purpose. And people are empty without purpose. You know, so find a little bit of success, set some goals, attain them, and that stuff will snowball real quick. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Figuring out ways to build momentum. So let me ask you this, because I know you didn't want to, well, I, I don't know that you didn't want to talk about basketball, but you, it seems like when you're a coach, you do talk ball a lot. What's something, oh, yeah. what's something people non-ball related would be kind of surprised to know about you? Um, like you got six toes somewhere? No, uh, man, interested to know about me. Uh... Or something they can make fun of you for. Like you actually were a cheerleader in high school, kind of a thing. <laughs> no, uh, let's see. 
make fun, something unique. Gosh. And see, this is where this is where it gets tough for me. Like these questions are tough because I like really am just consumed with what, with what I do. Laser focused so guy, huh? Yeah. So, it, so it's like, I don't, um, all right. Well then if, well then let's do this, man. Let me ask you, I I've always wondered and I, um, I've never been a baller. Uh, what was that Skilo song? I wish I was a baller. Like wish that, I was a baller. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would have been me. I'm sure at some point you had to transition from player to coach. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Like, what was that? Were, were you like dream crushed crying? Did you just blow out senior night and get like 65 points? And then you were like, yeah, I'm good. I'm ready to coach. What was that transition from player to coach like? Um, it, it, it was not as tough as probably people would expect because I wasn't a, I wasn't a, a great standout player. I was a really good, um, maybe slightly better than role guy, you know, um, and, 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 and played more than just, you know, spot minutes, you know, like, like some, some role guys, but, um, you know, obviously my high school career, I played, you know, a lot more, um, and was a bigger piece than I, than I was in college. Um, but you know, my, my transition to it, I was, I didn't go through a big like state of like, oh my God, like what am I going to do now? I, I'm done playing, you know, like that part of my life is over. What's next? I always knew that no matter what, um, and again, you know, going back to the start of our conversation, like basketball was always my psychologist or counselor. And so like, the, like that was my, that, that was my safety, you know, like, like, like that was my safe zone. And so I knew that no matter what happened, I was always going to be involved with the game or always wanted to be involved with the game. Now, how that looked, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I think that probably when I look back on it, I enjoyed, you know, it was such a big part of who I was that I knew that okay, well, if I can't play basketball at the like highest levels, let's see if I can help other players play at the highest levels. Oh uh, yeah, right. So I can kind of scratch that itch. Well, and it's and it's seeming like, um, and I'm just going off of NBA, and I'm um, I'm almost going to guarantee I'm way more ignorant to the realities of it than you are. But I thought I've noticed a trend in like the video editor guys or the role guys just knowing how to coach way more and having way more success as coaches versus the all-American, all-state, all-conference guy who's just always had it and probably hasn't had to right. work as hard or do as much to maintain. Right. Well, yeah, and and I and I think a part of that is when you are a a beast, when you dude. Stuff's just easier yeah. when you're a beast. Like, and it, yeah, there's nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with it. If I was six six, right. dude, I, I'm I'm a slack a little bit because what's the consequence? I, I get right. I get forty instead of thirty eight. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, right. Because I, I think that that, and I do think that a lot of those guys get a bad rap at times too, for people just thinking that like 
oh hey they're the, they've just always been good they just always been better they don't uh, even see a you lot are of those guys, dude you are a better uh, person than me see that's twice now you've just a lot, <laughs> a lot of those guys well no because because i just think about the common fan you know because i have a lot of friends that are you know like they know what i do and they know you know the, you know they know that i know people that are doing it on a high level but um i think that a lot of times those guys they understand exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it. They do, however, have the ability, though. I, I think what separates them is when the initial thing gets cut off, like the initial yeah, attack. Like, oh, it's all about my ability to jump. Okay, okay well, now someone can yeah. jump with you. What do you got? Right, oh. right. I, I do think that those guys have the ability to, on the fly, come up with solutions. Yeah. Um, so they don't have to, right. Like they don't have to necessarily practice that specific thing over and over and over. Because I think a lot of times, especially basketball and I'm sure other sports, but I'm just talking about my world here, but I think there's a lot of things that happen inside of a game where it just happens. Like, oh, like for, there, dude, there's, there's, there's no way to, you can't hear like, here's the thing we always talk about, like, especially as, as player development coaches and skills coaches is like, I think that I'm of the opinion that you can't train players for every single thing that's going to happen in a game. Not too many what you variables. have to do is right. You have to take out, you know, that, that 80 to, you know, 90% of what they do in a game. Like if, you know, if they spend 80% of their time in a game shooting shots off of screens, like, then 80% of their work needs to be shooting shots off of screens because that's what they're going to do the most. The other stuff is just going to happen and they're either going to execute, they're either going to have a solution or they won't. And or they're going to have okay. a problem. <laughs> right, right. And both are okay because like, I mean, you, you're not going to prepare, you know, you're, you're not going to study, you know, an algebra, you're not going to study for an algebra test if, that is, you know, next week when you have a chemistry test tomorrow. Right. You know, so it's, it's just a matter of you just you got to figure out, you got to know what you do, what what those players are doing the most of. And your work has to reflect that. Yeah, man, that's very. Um, so when you're doing these lessons, are you meeting with people, asking them what their goal is? Are you uh saying, hey, what's your role on the team? How are you deciding what to do with these um, with these players? Um, the, the thing that I do that has helped me the most is I try to talk to as many people as I can before I start working with them. Now, there's different different um, environments that I'll work with, the, you know, with players in. Like if we're doing like more of like, an, like for us, like an academy setting where there's – eight to 10 players. Okay. That is different than if I would work with one or two of them in a small group, like uh, partners or individually. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Right. And so, and so that looks a little bit different, but in, from an individual perspective, uh, I'll, I'll obviously talk to the player. Um, I'll have them give me like as much film as they have. Um, 
whether that's, you know, get their login information or whatever, they'll send me like their, you know, username for their team site or whatever. Um, so I can watch their, their films, uh, learn kind of what, what they are inside the system that they're playing in. Cause everybody plays a little bit differently in terms of their systems, um, and what they do. And then I'll also reach out to their coach. Um, and that's where like I get the most, information in terms of like one where are they at now two where do you need them to be in a year gotcha um and 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 so dude that's one heck of a service man like that seems thank you (laughs) yeah right i mean like honestly dude that sounds like a lot more preparation and attention to detail than uh i was expecting right it's very different from like when we were growing up like you went to a camp, right? And you did like the stationary dreams. You, like you, you went from station to station, and the station was bowling, and the station was shooting, and the station was defense, and the station was passing, and you know. So you just and and it was up to the person running the station as to what they thought was important, right? And yeah. How to do it? Which, which <laughs> so. yeah, which is so arbitrary, and it, it's such a good point that, um, I mean, systems have a lot to do with success, and the person who's determining your playing time, if you incorporate them of course you're going to have a better chance of getting playing time because now you're working on the things that will get you right. playing time. <laughs> right, right. You know? And that's, and, and, and so, and, and then we have to make sure that we're, that nobody's like the player is, is, is on the same page. Cause there are times where the player sees themselves as X right. and the coach is like, no, he is F or B or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know, he, he, he's this, not that. And so you have to make sure that everybody's kind of on the same page because if if the player is wanting to work on becoming a better scorer off of ball screens and coach is never going to run ball screens for that player yeah, no like point. we're yeah, wasting right? a we're wasting a lot of time and I'm wasting a lot of your parents money no. um, See, and that's not what I'm trying to do here, you know, we're yeah. trying well, to then the, it, at the end of the day, it makes you look coming. like you can't do anything because if you've helped the guy get better off the screens and then they can't put that right. into practice. Now mm-hmm. all of a sudden your reputation shot and it's like, well, man, I spent whatever on these lessons and my son still can't get playing time. So right. it, it, and, and, it'd be and trying to, to do. Right. And trying to get on the same page with coach, I think is important. Um, you know, I always ask them, Hey, what are, you know, okay, that, that's awesome, Coach. Thanks. Appreciate it. You know, now I know, you know, that, that gives me a little bit of a, a picture and an idea of how to develop, you know, Evan's, you know, workouts. Now, are there anything, are there any teaching points or are there any specific things like, and, and, and I try to keep them narrow to like maybe one, no more than three, um, you know, teaching points or, or concepts that he really or she really needs to get better at for them to make your team as good as it can be, yeah, you know? Right. And, and, and so that way I'm echoing the same things that they hear from their coach and vice versa. Yeah. That's now when, that'd, that'd be powerful. When, right. And so we try to, you know, trying to get everybody pulling in the same direction, you know, I, I, I think is the biggest key. All right. You're going to feel a lot of pressure with this one. Now I'm wondering, cause you said he or she, mm-hmm. who is better to coach typical boy typical girl better meaning better what? meaning however mind, however you want to take it goes, just just like when i ask what's your okay. story and however you want gotcha. to take it yeah yeah man better to coach that, right girls are 
better at everything. A, you made a, the right a choice. Lot, <laughs> a lot easier to get buy-in from and get more improvement quicker. Really? Why do you think that is? For whatever reason, um, they have far less ego. <laughs> uh, you, you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. um, two, for, the, for the, the vast majority of them, most of them are are a lot better listeners. Oh yeah. And I think that there's an element and I actually got this from my wife. My wife actually pointed this out to me. She said she said this and and I agree with it after coaching a lot of both sides, a lot of girls and and boys and men and women is the the girls are much um they have a a much more much higher want to in terms of pleasing like they want to please people huh. and so um I've, I've i've found that those kind of three things i think separate girls and guys now on the flip side of that guys um you can you know as as a man you can develop a different type of relationship with those with with guys because like you know where they're at you've been there you've done that you've seen that you know most of the time you can draw a lot of similarities and a lot of experiences from your own life into their current situation right um so that kind of strengthens that bond a little bit with guys i think um guys can and i don't want to sound but (laughs) <laughs> they can just do they they can do some things that most girls can't physically. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 that's not to say that 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 girls, you know, aren't can't you know, can't do what can't do it can't do x or or y. Oh, well, I mean just um, like 100% like it was it's only been what 15 20 years since we were amazed that was it Lisa Leslie, one of the first yeah. dunkers like Dunk, in a right? game and like now there's all kinds of girls dunking. Like pre-internet, and you're like, oh my god! And now, yeah, everyone's dunking. But at the same time, like dudes have been doing that. Like even scrubs who can't play have been doing that stuff. Right. You know, right. like like dude, you're right. you're terrible at basketball. Yeah, I can dunk. All right, well maybe I'll pick you on my team then. <laughs> right, and I will say so, that like for me, you know, especially at the higher levels, um, the girls' game is a much cleaner game. Dude, it's so. Um, I was actually gonna ask you that, and I'll spoil with my opinion. The more I've watched college basketball, the more I love girls, women's basketball, college-wise over men. J- just the the intricacy, right. the, the you can see the plays, you can see things, mm-hmm. the system, and I feel right. like I don't know if it's maybe the college that I'm watching, whatever's on ESPN, CBS, but the athleticism that college coaches get, a lot of times it feels like it spoils them, and they're just like, oh, I got that dude, hey, hey, like like ISO. Right. And like, I'm just going to rely right. on a clear out or a, a pick and roll mm-hmm. with a shooter in the corner to like get our bucket. Right. And right. And yeah. And, 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 and I think some of that athleticism and size, size and athleticism, I think, um, makes the men's game, you know, under, you know, outside of the NBA below, you know, those, the, you know, the college and the high school and the middle, all that stuff. I, I think that, that as you know, the size and athleticism, creates a 
a sloppier game because they don't have to be so technically sound because they can make up ground just by being longer, faster, quicker. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, so so they can make up make up for a lot more mistakes with their athleticism than the girls' side can. The girls' side, like, not that b- b- because there's some really dang good athletes. Yeah, but um, I don't know on the women's side of it. But I can't remember like a LeBron type chase down. Right, yeah, they're not six eight that have you know forty inch verticals. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um. So they have to be technically more sound and and technique wise they have to be better, um, which is awesome to see because it like that's big time respect you know um, yeah, well, to, to to be able to master the technique of playing defense the technique of setting a good screen the technique of coming off of a screen and losing your defender like all of those things are you know things that like you know us skills coaches we like nerd out on that yeah stuff, you go nuts so. like oh my god look at her she's on the helpline yeah, she's on the helpline yeah. look, yeah. at, look at that gap look at that closeout yeah and people are like oh, yeah. wait just shoot and the other people are yeah. like shoot it shoot it you're like could you could, could we get one pass to the opposite side could we go right, weak right, side one right. time right or shoot it yes but you have no idea how she got open to shoot it. Yeah. Like that was the cool part for us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. So true. So true. Um, do you have one game that you enjoy watching more as far as um, men's women's? Um, you know, like as a, as a, as a coach, I really like watching, you know, the NBA level just because like, that's where the, you know, the best of the best, like it is, it's just like They're so people like, good you know people talk about how they don't play defense and you hear that all the time and like it like most of the time those people haven't even ever been to an nba game like they have no idea what they're talking about Dude, if you sit Um, courtside and watch them guys not play defense uh, you don't realize how much they're playing defense because even when they're not playing defense they're playing a lot of defense defense, right (laughs) and most and well and yeah and and most of the time when they're not playing defense it's, it's it's a it's because that like they can't help or they can't yeah, because right? that's part of the scheme. Like yeah. they're, they're, the, the scheme is I can't help off this guy because if I do, like I'm giving up three right. and I can't give up three, like, because unlike at the high school level, I can help off this guy. Cause this kid shoots 21% from three point yeah. line. Like we'll, yeah, keep shooting the dude. Yeah. Um, Open for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We one of those things. Yeah. And so, um, now from most of my clientele are, high school and college age kids. Um, so I watch a lot of that just to see, okay, what skills at that level and those levels, what skills are lacking? Because those are the, those are the skills that we will implement and work on and build out our curriculum for, for let's say our summer Academy where we'll, where we go eight weeks with, you know, a group of like 10 kids at a time. You know, those are the skills. Like, so if it's a high school boys group, then I'm obviously watching, you know, a ton of high school games to see, okay, what what three to five skills or concepts are is everybody, regardless of what game I'm watching or what schools I'm watching or classification. Yeah, these things have been constant, right? (laughs) And so that's what we're going to work on because all of you guys suck at it, you know, and so. Dude, I always love the make him go left, make him go left as like the go-to for people to tell a kid how to play defense. 
Yeah. And like when you coach against that, it's like, oh, I'm so glad that I thought of maybe showing kids how to make left hand layups. Right. <laughs> like, right, go ahead, let right. them go left. Like, let them right. go left. You know, mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. it's one of the easier things that I find people, and and I get it too. Like, if a kid can't go left, sure, like you know, don't let him, you know, make him go left to what he can't do. But once you get to right. that level of you've been taught, it, it's a silly thing that a lot of people rely on. Hundred percent. So, and that made me think of this cause you do it, uh, you do it. <laughs> um, what would you say? Are there a couple next levels as far as from high school to college? This is the skill, uh, leave like athleticism and size out of mm-hmm. it. Cause those are next level mm-hmm. things, but you're like, dude, most high school players lack this, that they will absolutely have to have in order to make it to be a college player. Um, shooting is by far the, the, the like the biggest one. Um, like I know so many college coaches that like that skill is like the top priority on everyone's depth, like on everyone's recruiting board. Is it as simple as like catch and shoot off the bounce off a screen? It doesn't matter. Yeah. The catch and shoot obviously is great. And anything above and beyond that is like, like bonus points. Oh really? Um, yeah. Like I, I just think like. And again, it just goes back to kids don't want to work on the, the like the boring work that it takes, the boring repetitions and the boring the boring work yeah. that it takes to become a great shooter. Um, you know, it, it just it's it, it that's the most that that's the biggest thing. And then I think the 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 two other big things for me, and there's there's several other things is. I think that defense is, is sorely overlooked, um, especially by kids because they don't like doing it. And I think that mo- the, right now there's a there's a lot of zone defenses being played, um, and that's because like one, coaches don't have necessarily the time to teach both sides of the ball. Two, I think. The reason there's more zones is because kids can't shoot. <laughs> so yeah, right. Because yeah. And so and so those two kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Um, but like defensively, if you can't guard, like you're gonna really struggle to be able to play at the next level um, because you're gonna get exposed at, at 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 that at that next level when all of the coaches are really really good and they can they have enough in their bag to be able to just pick on you defensively if you're bad. Gotcha. Um, and then, um, you know, I think I think kids really struggle to finish around the rim. That's something that we really spend a crap ton of time on, to be honest with you. Um, finishing with both hands, right hand, left hand, from different angles, off two feet, off one foot. Um, the good yeah. old Steve Nash off the wrong foot. Right, right. You know, um, just being able to, to, to finish around the rim, you know, I, I think is a huge separator. Like, if you can – if you're t- if, if as a team you can make layups and free throws like you're going to win a lot of games oh dude especially earlier on like the younger uh, the level a it, lot of games it, yeah. so many games yeah. and then i think two of the other things and i know you said like two or three but i do think that that um handling pressure is is a, a big one trap 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 yep like that's yeah. it god yeah. everybody like zones and traps man are and and, and 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 you do it because kids can't handle pressure and then you know i, I know i'm going into kind of a, a rabbit hole here but like 
you the thing that causes them to not be able to handle pressure isn't ball handling. It's because they are not very good at making decisions. So decision making is a skill, and that's something that we spend a a ton of time on as well. Um, being able to understand, you know, when to pass, where to pass, why. Um, so decision making is a big one, and then then that <laughs> underneath that, you know, kind of all within, you know, in that line, in that sequence, you know, that also affects, you know, passing, you know, kids just really struggle to pass. Like everybody dribbles the heck out of it. You know, they pound the pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it, which is, which is, which is fine, but you've got to be able to pass, man. Dude, I'm in, I'm in Delaware and I've seen one NBA player come through Delaware. Can you name him Mm -hmm. currently in the league? Oh, I should know this. But no, um, Dante Divincenzo came through Delaware. Okay, played at Sally's. I gotcha. So I remember junior year, I see him play in a game, and aside from the bounce, aside from him just pulling up sick. I mean, just like one of them dudes that could pull up from half court if he wanted to off the bounce, uh-huh. like just toying with people. Right. The way that dude passed, I could not get my mind over. Like the the velocity, the angles, yeah. the rotation, the straight line. Every time anyone caught a ball, you just heard it pop in their hands because it was just so hard. Bounce passes, outlet yeah. passes, like it didn't matter. And right. I was like, this dude's going like, not just like, and he had a good career at Villanova, but I'm like, no, uh-huh. dude, this guy's legit. Like just the, the natural strength he has in that was eye popping to me. Yeah. And that is, and that's something that's like overlooked. Cause if you look at kids, you put 10 kids on a playground, all of them have their own ball or whatever. Or they're not catching a ball yeah. and throwing that thing to anyone with any sort of care <laughs> you know they're like they, they don't no, want to pass no. and it's something that you actually do have no. to teach because it matters so much as a team to be able right. to pass the right way in good ways mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. no that's yeah that's i could see that being like a thing too just being like jesus that kid like coaches just fall in love with him man he just knows how to pass <laughs> you know like what a simple thing to care about all right. All right, dude. Well, let's end it like this since we just geeked out and did go down a rabbit hole that, I mean, I find interesting to hear what people who help people help players get to next levels. Like to me, that's valuable information. Um, but let's make it a little more about you. Can you take me to your game? Like your game where you were just like, yeah, that was the best game of my life. And let me relive it with you. Um... Feel free to brag yeah. as much as you want. Feel free to lie. You know, it could be your 150-point yeah. yeah. game. <laughs> no, 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 it was probably, it was probably my senior year of college. Um, I was, I was kind of in and out of the starting lineup uh, my senior year, and I was kind of going through a, you know, I, I, rough time, like, Coach was riding me all the time, you know, I was, I was, you know, so I was butting heads with, 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 with him, you know, I felt like I was getting shorted, obviously, you know, as a senior, and I, I paid, all, you know, I paid all these dues my freshman through, you know, junior year, and it was my freshman through junior year, had one coach, my, my, my junior year that the coach uh, let, retired, and so we had a new guy going into my senior year, well, you know, a handful of us seniors, it's like, you know, we, we had like, I guess, I think it was like three of us. No, those four of us. I'm sorry. Four of us. You know, we were obviously thinking it's your going year. Going through that. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, and then you have to, you know, 
try to go through that whole thing of, well, you know, we weren't, you know, his his guys, you know, uh, so. So that's pretty real, huh? In. Right. Oh, yeah. And um, so anyway, um, was going through a, a bunch of that in and out of the starting lineup, frustrated, didn't have a great relationship with coach off the floor. So it was hard to talk to him about about my frustration levels and what, I, you know, all those things. Um, and ended up um, playing uh, a nationally ranked uh, team that that night. And I uh, didn't start, so was already pissed uh, to start the game. And because I knew my minutes were going to be few and far between. And really just got to a point where at that time in the season, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just start playing this game for me. And I'm going to start, you know, getting back to playing in a way that, I played and the reason I started playing it and, you know, just from a, a pure joy standpoint and not hanging so much pressure on every shot and hanging oh. the result, you know, p- p- putting the results on a pedestal and is, you know, so much pressure, you know, with every decision that I made and really kind of just took it, took, took a step, you know, took some steps back and, Ended up leading the, you know, leading the team that night in scoring, coming off the bench. Um, ended up actually beating that team that night, and you know, felt like I felt really good about it, just because I felt like I, you know, played a major role in in the win that night, and had a, you know, phenomenal night shooting. Uh, coach, shot coach, it really well. Coach, you got you got to do better. I want the and one story. I want the step back. I want the dude who was in your Didn't, ear talking smack, yeah, talking. You're too no, slow, boy. I, and then you drain one on him. Or yeah, I wish, I, I, I wish I had, I wish I had that uh, to it. But it, it was just one of those games where you know every shot, you know, was 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 falling. Um, didn't didn't need any step backs. Or, or <laughs> I, you know, like like coach definitely was not running any ISO action for me to like you know just to break somebody off and, and, and get mine. You know that was definitely not in my bag uh, as 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 a you know a guy that was kind of in and out of the starting lineup, right. but um, but um, ended up you know ended up that that game like I said that was probably my my, my best game you know felt uh, felt felt redeemed a little bit a sense a sense of redemption and you know from there on you know played finished out my my uh, my college season um, really well when I just kind of you know let go of, of, of the pressure of results and, 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 and it, you know, looking back on it, learned a lot from that, to be honest with you. What, um, what'd you drop that night? If you don't mind sharing. Um, if I remember correctly, I think I had 24 off the bench. Dude. So, and so now I'm sure there was a time, like, did you end the game with 24 or, I mean, were you in the game when the game ended or did you get subbed out before the game was ending and you had 24? Um, I think I was in the game when it, when it ended, I think. Yeah. Cause I'm, I was wondering what the moments like when the coach subs you out and you get to walk by him being like, yeah, I should have started. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and you get or, to do that eye contact right, or that awkward right. high five, the fist bump, whatever. Like, did yeah. you have any of that that night with the coach? No, I, no, I really didn't. Um, I really didn't. And it was in, after the game, it was very much like business as usual. You know, it wasn't like, there wasn't like a big, like, 
you know, shout out or recognition of me, you know, amongst the team in terms of him, you know. Yeah. And so, but yeah, no, it, it was, you know, but again, um, I think all of those, everything, I think all of those experiences um, shape who you are and, you know, and, and, and shape kind of that, that season was, was a reason why I think I gravitated a lot towards the individual like relationship piece of, of coaching. And one of the reasons why I got out of traditional coaching was because I wanted to spend more time with more players outside of just my team. Um, and when you're a coach, you know, a traditional coach of a, of a, of a program, you don't get that opportunity. You know, it's, it's a lot of you and your guys. And, and, and there's pieces of that, that you, that you grow to miss a little bit, but I was, I, I mean, I, I really enjoy so much more, um, the off season, um, and, and spending, you know, tons of unseen hours in the gym with guys and, you know, day after day after day after day, week after week after week, you know, and, and building those relationships with, with those, you know, those men and women. Yeah. I mean, that's just gym rat grind mentality. So the, right. uh, and, the epitome yeah. of it, right? Like that's right. Right. And it goes back to, you know, our, <laughs> our initial part of the con part of the story of it, you know, that that's always been what I've gravitated to, you know, and, 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 and has, made part of what's made me successful is that's that's what i enjoy um yeah well that's, that's like that that's that adage right like it's never what find something you enjoy and you'll never work a day in your life right right i do right. that's it's i think there's such a peace and a purpose and a happiness in people when they just get to do they get to wake up and do stuff they like right i mean and there's a and there's a lot of resentment from people that that tell you oh you don't work you do that for free well but that doesn't mean that i'm that i don't work <laughs> you know uh, i think there's a lot of people that take that the other way it's like you know people that you that you know and they're like oh well that's not really work well just be it what so work is only defined by doing stuff that you don't like doing that that's the only time punching in and out no doubt just being grumpy <laughs> I, yeah, I've never gotten that either. Like, so we can't have a good time at work. Is that what we're trying to say here? Yes, is that, exactly. Is that the norm. Okay, cool. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I couldn't deal with that either. Um. So, and I don't know if this is a. Uh, my mind went when you said to get away from the team concept into more the individual. I started thinking about because um, you were talking about the relationships. I think as a team coach, and can I ask what level was it? High school, middle school, college that you were coaching on? I've coached it like, and that's one thing that makes me a little bit unique in uh, kind of the player development world is I've coached at every single level. Um, my first year out of college, I was a, I was a junior high girls coach. Um, then after that, I left there and was a high school assistant at a, at a small, smaller class school, high school. Uh, for, and then I left there and was a head coach for a like a class two school, uh, then left there and was a head coach for a class four high school for five years. Um, left there and was an assistant at the junior college level. So oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I've just kind of you know started kind of at the bottom and just gone my way up, and that gives me you know a lot of unique perspective that isn't 
necessarily um, the same journey as somebody that maybe gets done playing and then you know two years later now you know now they want to kind of help players and you know help train players and do that thing you mm-hmm. know so so yeah I I, I kind of understand how the I have a I have a experience in in understanding how both worlds are married <laughs> so and I'm glad that you were a head coach because I was hoping and I would wonder that the worst part of being a head coach when you actually care about kids is the hey, I got 10 spots. I got blank amount of kids trying out. I got to cut you and, you know, tell you, sorry, no, you don't get to come here. You don't get to be a part of this. Right. Do you have any funny cut stories or any cut stories that wound up being awesome? Or is it just overall the experience of cutting a kid sucks? Let's move on. (laughs) You, you have both. Um, you know, you have both, you, you, you know, some kids that, that, that you cut, you're able to um, end up still having them around and still utilizing them because they just want to be. It, it, it's not necessarily about, you know, they realize that maybe maybe playing is not the actual thing that 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 they valued the most. It's more being a part of right. a group of guys or a part of a group of girls, you know, um, and being able to just have a role on the, in that, you know, in that team or on that team. The feeling of and, you matter. Like it doesn't right. matter how I matter. I just want to matter. Right. I just want to matter. And, and, and I just want to be a part of something that is, that is talked about by my peers and around school and in and the community the gear. And, and be able to wear the yeah. gear. I want right. the hoodie. <laughs> wear, yeah. Wear the gear, travel on the, you know, be in the locker room, you know, be at practice, like doing all those things. So, you know, there's been, there's been, you know, a, you know, a couple of those situations where we, we've been able to hang on to some kids and, and utilize them and, and, and they've been a huge asset, not just kind of, you know, plug them in, but they've, they've actually been, you know, like a big time asset, you know, for us and had a major role behind the scenes in doing a lot of stuff. Um, but then you also have the ones that, you know, that, that do suck and, for what you know you you do break you know dreams and 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 hearts and and stuff like that and 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 they end up not coming out and they end up just kind of quitting um but then you also have and again if you do it long enough you'll get all of these but then you also have the ones that you know take it and like take it personal and like get pissed about it and figure out, all right, Hey, I'm gonna do something about this. Like, this is not going to be me again next year, you know, and they go and they, and they, and, and they, they bust their tail for an entire you know season and come back the next year and earn a spot, you know, right. and, and, and are, and are, are an asset on the team. So you, there's a, there's a ton of those. Like there's, there, you're, like I said, I think if you do it long enough, you're going to have all of those experiences. Do you, do you have like a go-to when you're cutting a kid as far as are you an arm around the shoulder guy are you just a real blunt sorry are you you seem to me like you would be the dude that hands them like a 25 point checklist and feels really bad and you're like hey man blah 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 we'll give you your best shot so what's your cutting right. technique i guess is what i'm getting at well I, I i think you can't you you have to really try hard to stay away from opinion and you have to have some facts um that 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 saves you a bunch of um, un, unneeded, unwanted conversations with, with you know, 
parents. I was going to say the kid or the parent. Batman <laughs> and everybody else. It's like, you know, like, well, here, here's, here's kind of the criteria that we use. Like facts, not opinions. This is what it is. Like, this is what that, you know, that this is what Brian did. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know what else to tell you. He's, I'm not telling you he won't be ready next year. I'm just telling you he's not ready now. Right. Um, you know, and, and so I think that that's, and then you always, I think that you always have to try, you always, for me, I always, on the back end of all of that, give them a, some version or some type of a solution or plan. Um, yeah, right. That if they do want to be involved, it's not just as simple as, for me anyway, it's not just as simple as, all right, hey, sorry, you didn't make it this year. You know, we've got, you know, seven seniors coming back. You know, it's, it's a, you know, it's really tough right now to, to, to find another spot that's just not there. Instead, you know, and, and then just send them on their way. You know, I think that instead it's you, you sell the vision of, okay, if this is what you want to do, then here, you know, right. um, here's a plan that, I think that I can see you like here's a plan that reflects the role that we're going to need in a year from now. And I think that you have a good chance at filling that role if you can do ABC. Right. Yeah. That's empowering, man. Right. Cause now it's, I, I know I got cut, but I got something that I can at least say I can save some face with for a kid. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, what about parents? What's your, like you ever been slapped, kicked, Walk to your car and you're like no, watching your back. Got like um, your keys in your hand, ready to scrap. Man, I've I've had several, and like if you talk to any coaches in the future, I'm sure they've got even worse ones than me. Um, <laughs> you know, but like when I, uh, my first head coaching job, like we it was a, and at that job I was both the junior high coach and the high school coach, and because our junior high season was before our junior oh, high yeah. season was in the fall. And then our high school season was in the winter. But Dude, like, that's a lot. That's um, like being coach and GM. That's a lot of power for one individual. Right, right, right. right. And my first year there, I had a, I had a parent. Is at a tournament. We lost or whatever. I don't even remember why. Like this happened, but like, but the parent came over the rail after the game. We were on our way to the locker room. The parent came over the railing onto the floor, like just stomping after me. <laughs> calling me out in front of everybody like it was like it was a bad deal um so yeah i've had that happen is your response uh, to like ball fake like do the like matt barnes with kobe where you fake like a little chess pass just no, to see if he no, jumps no, 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 no. are you like do you take that angry do you feel bad how do you take that i mean i just take that as like i take that as this being a being a sports being a being a parent now with my own daughter for just for just her junior high seasons like she just you know started like playing like on like you know school ball i guess you know in like seventh grade and then and then and then this year here's what i do know youth sports makes parents crazy oh dude like no doubt like it like like it just does it it just there's there's no other way to put it um I feel like they're invested and way more than the kids are, and that's why they take it so seriously. Like, like there's he, so much of like their own like time and money. Like you're like, dude, your kid that, didn't drop three and, grand. It's it, like they that's why feel, they don't care, right? And they and they tie their they tie their their opinion of of themselves as a parent into 
their kids' accomplishments on the athletic well, that it, it's field or court. It's almost exactly like you were saying about how in your game, you know, I'm going to play for me and the joy versus the result, and I'm going to get out of my head when I miss a shot. It's okay that I miss. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine how many kids play in fear of, like, the car ride home on a loss. Oh, the car ride home is the worst. You know, like, like it just like, can't be pleasant. I really, I really find value in and really appreciate, and it's just my my opinion, but I really appreciate those school districts that have in place a mandatory, you have to ride the bus home. Like, you can't go home with mom and dad. Oh, wow. If you're going to be a part of this program, you have to ride the bus home. Like, I'm a big fan of that. I really am. Because it gives parents time to kind of chill out. It gives them time to not badmouth coach and the whole staff and every other player. And it's because you hear that, you, you, you say that enough to a, to a, a 12 to 15 year old, 16 year old, you know, yeah, an impressionable kid, kid. <laughs> like they're going to start believing that. And then they go into practice the next day. Coach doesn't know a damn thing. He sucks. This yeah. offense is trash. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah, we need you know, to play more and, and zone, so, man. Right, right. We need to play more zone, or this defense we play sucks. You know um, why? Because my my mom or dad said so. Yeah. And then the worst. By the way, he the, plays at the Y. I don't know if you know right, where that is, well, but they got two courts there, and they're full. And the and it's, <laughs> yeah, and then the worst is the, the the worst is the parents that that coached their kid or coached four or five of the kids that are on the team oh, yeah. ever since they were like six yeah. and they, you know, and they lost five games in 10 years. And so that makes that, that parent of like, you know, they know their record Phil night, you know, or what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like that makes them, you know, Bobby Knight or Jim Beheim or coach K, but, yeah. um, so yeah, but, yeah, we've, I've I've had a, a a ton of a ton of ton of stuff. You know, probably one of my favorite ones, one of my favorite stories is, I had a parent come into a meeting, um, and tell me that, and this was we won, we had just come off, and and this was right after the season was over. You know, um, you know we we have our you know parent we have our our player meetings and player evaluation meetings and things like that. And then, um, the, you know, I had a, a set of parents that wanted to talk to me um, after the season. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, and they proceeded to tell me and my staff that we had just come off of a season where we won 20, I think it was like 23 games, I think. And that was the most wins that the, that the, the school had had, the program had had in like 15 years. <laughs> and, and, and they told us, they told me that, we didn't have that our season was not a very good season because we only beat the teams that we were supposed to beat. Well, that's common sense. And, and <laughs> like, so that was like, that was probably my most like bizarre. Um, and, 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 and both parents or former coaches, like they understand coaching. They understand what I'm, what is going on. And they were just, that's what I'm saying. Like sports just makes you, as a parent and your kids compete, like it just makes you ridiculous. Like you, you have, you've lost all sense of like touch with reality. Like you yeah. just don't, it's, you're not there. How like, much are time you, are, are you, are you hearing yourself? Like, yeah, right. Well, so is that your response? So, Do you so go like, dude, what are you? Sucked because like we only beat the teams that we were supposed to like, 
So what? So if we win a state championship and go thirty-four and zero, then that was a that was a crappy season because we only beat the teams we were supposed to and we didn't lose. Like, you know, yeah. you know, so, yeah, no so anyway, yeah. So like that one right there was probably the most interesting one and just the most kind of bizarre, like out of like parents out of touch with reality. Golly dang. <laughs> yeah. If you're not coaching for kids, man, I don't know why people would do it to be honest with you. Uh, you like, don't. And it's well, and, and that gets harder and harder and harder, you know, because everybody's attached to an agenda. Like everybody has an agenda now and, you know, um, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's a tough, tough profession. And I always told people, you know, there's going to be, there's two types of coaches. One, I heard this from, from somebody I can't remember is a long time ago when I first got into coaching, but they said, there's two types of coaches, ones that have been fired and ones that are going to be fired. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, you know, you know, those, those guys that, those guys and women that, that, uh, have been fired, they're, they're, it's it's not it's not personal <laughs> like it's gonna happen yeah yeah death taxes and getting fired if you're a coach yep right man well that was nice dude um i don't know if you realize this but we're pushing an hour 40 i'm pretty wow like, i know it's kind of like sometimes when i look at the clock you're like <laughs> dude it is easy to kind of just listen um and go bounce all over the place I, uh, the more i do it i think this is my fifth or sixth one i got a couple i got post um uh-huh. it just like it's nice, man. Um, so I really appreciate having you on. Appreciate you opening up. Appreciate you Good, yeah. um, embracing your cheer dad self. That was yeah, awesome. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that segment. Yeah, my right. wife will hopefully be impressed. Nice. And um, oh, and I forgot to tell you this. I gotta get better. Can you, if you don't mind, send me a picture of you that somehow connects to any part of the topics? And um, what I'll do is I kind of when I upload okay. the podcast, I attach that picture um to go along with it. This way. Like I'm posting on Instagram and stuff, and this way, if people are listening to you, they kind of have an image of who's who they're getting to know. Um, I okay. guess yeah. I guess that's the shtick, if that makes sense. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, man. And um, Matt, I mean, it was really nice uh, getting to know you, man. Uh, it was it was pleasant. If you're ever in Delaware, feel free to look me up, man. Yeah. No. Like you know, like I, I've uh, each each year, I, I kind of have been stretched further and further. You know, with uh, I do a lot of like traveling you know, um, team clinics and, and, and team camps in the off season. So, you know, last season I was down and I went everywhere from, I've been to Denver to Pensacola to like, you know, it's all over the place. So yeah, if I'm ever up that way, for sure, man, for sure. Yeah. We'll uh, catch up again. Sounds good, man. Thanks. I appreciate all it. Right. Joe. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Yep. We'll Bye. talk to you soon. And I've yep. now become an expert on the I'd like to thank Coach Matt, Coach Pew, (laughs) just an awesome guy all around for opening up and taking the time to share his story. It was was great getting to know him. I'd also like to thank Shoelaces for sponsoring today's show. No matter how you learn how to tie those suckers, tight shoelaces are a life changer. Finally, friend, follow, subscribe, download the Getting to Know You pod. If you're searching for us on um, all these platforms, iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that's it. (laughs) It's getting the number two. No, the letter U, pod. Search it up. Follow us. 
friend us, download, let me know what you think. Um, and let us know if you want to be on the pod. Later.